You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Tammy Wallensack. I'm with the Divorce Lending Association, and I'm here with my great friend and business colleague, Teresa Baron-Coulot. She's an amazing family law attorney here in the Chicagoland area. And thank you so much, Teresa, for taking the time today to join me. I sure appreciate it. Well, thank you, Tammy. I love hanging out with you. And I really appreciate how you are really committed to helping divorcing people divorce well. And so I'm very grateful to be able to support you and your organization. Thanks, Teresa. Teresa, I think that this is really important for people to understand kind of your background knowledge, a little bit about yourself and your practice. And, you know, Basically, why did you choose family law and how long have you been practicing it and all those good things? Well, I don't even know if you know the story, but I graduated from law school in 92 and was going to be an environmental lawyer and had a whole practice that was local government. And um, in 2000, I met Stu Webb, who created collaborative law. And in 2002, I got divorced using the collaborative process. And so knowing how difficult divorce can be, uh, even though I never wanted to be a family law attorney, I truly felt that it was the way to really help families get through a transition in a way that was healthy. And so that's kind of how I landed in family law and specifically non-adversarial. So my practice is limited only to settlement. I don't do trials. I don't file motions. It's really about just helping couples come up with their own agreements and so they can move forward with their lives. I think that's amazing. And I love that about you um, in your practice. So I know you say, and I've heard this before, that every divorce is unique. They're like snowflakes, right? And everybody goes on their own unique journey through this process. And if you could give anybody kind of a heads up or any guidance as they start um, down this journey, what advice would you give them? Well, I would say that it falls into kind of two categories. One is just get educated. But how you get educated matters because a lot of people, we call it beauty shop law or bar law right? They're talking to their buddies or they're talking to other people who got divorced. And unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of horror stories out there. So what I really mean in terms of getting educated is um, to talk to therapists, to attorneys, to accountants, wealth managers, um, those types of people who have connections to professionals to understand the philosophy behind getting divorced. And I say that because the next what to do, I would say really is get a therapist or a coach because um, divorce is a journey that really challenges a person's identity. And how you make your decisions through this difficult process 
Um, you really do need the support of someone who can see you, who can hold hold the highest vision for you. You don't want the people in your life, yeah, take him for all he's worth, or she's a bitch, or you know, you don't want somebody who's going to pull you into a negative spiral. You want to be supported by people who are going to lift you up and help you, especially if you have children. Uh, honestly, because we can get caught up in our own drama, but professionals like therapists and coaches, if you have good family members or good friends who are going to, again, lift you up, you want to have both of those things, both the mental kind of research, whether it's on the internet or looking at YouTube videos or, and the emotional support that you're going to need to get you through it. Cause it's, it's not fun. It's not yeah. fun. I agree. That's such great advice and information. If you could provide some guidance for people on how to choose these professionals, is there some way that they can choose the type of professionals that they surround themselves with? I know a lot of times, you know, people like to use Google, but I'm not sure if that's really the best way to to pick um, professionals in this case. Well, unfortunately, you know, we live in a world where Google is the first place many people go, and it's not a bad place to start. There are other resources, too. Um, But I think you said, you know, what advice would I give as they're starting out to pick their team? Um, So I'm a trainer. I also train collaborative practitioners, and I particularly like to train therapists because they see people who are in the difficult spot. And what I explained to the therapists is that, you know, people have different needs and concerns that they may come to a therapist with. So, for example, if a person is feeling physically threatened or has been physically threatened, right, if there's domestic violence, that person needs to get help with the domestic violence, and that will pretty much bring them into a legal process And then they're going to need professionals who can support them in that with that problem. Okay. But Uh most, most people do not are not their physical safety is not being threatened. Their emotional safety is threatened. Their financial safety is threatened. Their whole sense of belonging. And those are higher needs on the Maslow hierarchy of needs. If you've heard of that, but those kind of people, I mean, what they need is a support system that's going to help them as a whole person. And this is, you know, I've been a holistic practitioner for 20 years and we can't deal with just the legal issues in a vacuum and the financial issues in a vacuum. You are always helping people with their house. And I say that is a great topic because it connects to so many things, right? Mm -hmm. The kids live in the house. They have payments on the house. The house is often their biggest asset. Mm -hmm. So you can't just look at it through one lens. You've got to look at it through all the different lenses, which then brings us to the idea of having a team. Right. Right. So, and I know in your question was sort of like, how do you interview your attorney or how do you pick the people on your team? Yeah. Personally, I think that it's better to be empowered in your divorce process, to be making your own decisions and relying on your professionals to educate you, to help you make your decisions 
But if you walk into somebody's office and they're like, oh yeah, I'll take care of you. I'll take care of them. And it implies that they're going to take the power, right? They're going to fix everything. And then they're going to hand it back to you. Well, that doesn't really work in the real world. Um, You, because your attorney is going to have to help you get through the legal process. Mm -hmm. But I always recommend that people get a coach, a therapist in the collaborative process, the formal collaborative process. We have mental health professionals on the team who work with the couple, work with the children and actually work with the professionals. My, my, one of my jokes is that sometimes the coach is actually teaching us how to deal with the dysfunction of our clients Mm because And we have our own dysfunctions. Like, let's be real. Like some, a client may trigger me or the other attorney might trigger me. And so the mental health professional on the team really can help that. And then the financial world, right? In the financial realm, in collaborative, we have financial specialists who really focus on the finances in terms of cash flow and balance sheet. And sometimes companies, couples, one or the other, or sometimes both have their own business. Mm-hmm. So uh, this just kind of distinguishes when you're in litigation, okay, and you're fighting, typically, one spouse is going to have their expert that's yeah. going to value the business and put their spin on cash flow. And then the other spouse is going to get their expert to talk about what's the value of the business, put their spin on cash flow, and then you have battling experts. In a collaborative process, when we do a team, we have a neutral financial professional. We would engage a neutral business valuation. The person doing cash flow would not be skewing the results in either direction. The goal is to find a, a solution that's worked for everybody. Um, and then folks like you, certified divorce financial lenders and CDFAs and the realtors who focus on divorce, they understand the unique challenges mm-hmm. of the divorcing homeowner, home buyer, lender, which are different than just the regular run-of-the-mill person who's out there trying to buy a house and get a mortgage. Right, right. Yeah, I appreciate that so much. Is there perhaps one really memorable case that you worked on and what really, and if there is, what impacted you about that case, you know, that kind of drives you every day and helps you dealing with a lot of people that are in a very emotional time of their lives and really probably not at their best selves? Yeah. Um. So like I said, I've been doing this for 20 years and my mentor, she told me, cause I get thank you notes and cards and emails from people saying how grateful they were and how, you know, they got through it. It was difficult and now their lives are great. And I save those because, you know, it is challenging when you're in the mix. Um, honestly, my favorite case is a couple that, um, they came to me and, uh, they had three grown children. The wife, the husband was very uh, well off, a very high level executive. And she had been, you know, the, I don't want to say trophy wife, but she had been the homemaker and she did not have a career of her own. And she just was like, something's got to change. So they came in, I did what I do, which is an educational presentation. It's just general information. 
and explain collaborative. And they said, oh, yeah, we want to do that. And so she hired me and I referred the man to another attorney and we started down the road. We got a neutral, we got a coach. And um, really, there was a lot of self-reflection. And long and short of it is we probably got 80% of the way through the divorce and then they decided to reconcile. Wow. Yeah. So that's like, I've had a couple of those. I'm really, really, I like that because I feel like, um, and, and now part of my practice is designed to help people stay together because Mm -hmm. what I say is a lot of times people, they don't necessarily want a divorce, but they want a new marriage. Yeah. And so that's what I like about collaborative and mediation. These non-adversarial processes allow a couple the space to change, to grow and, you know, in some cases grow, grow together. But even if they get divorced, I'll say this too. If they can be in a healthy environment with professionals who are not going to make it more toxic, even as a divorced couple, their relationship is healthier than it was when they were together fighting all the time. Absolutely. Or, or like disconnected, right? right. They, they hadn't been communicating and now they're in a process and we talk about what are your goals? What are your needs? And they're forced to articulate what they want. Whereas for who knows, 10, 20 years, nobody cared what they wanted. Interesting. And now they can we can build them a new life. Even if it is a family in two homes, it there's still a family. Yeah, I say that all the time. I say it's just a different um, a version of the family, right? A different way of looking at the family, recreating a family to look um, very different, but you're still family. If you have children together, you're family forever. Yep. So I love that so much. Well, Teresa, I really appreciate your um, spending such valuable time with me today. And you've given some really information that I think a lot of people might not have thought of before of going into their, um, this kind of new journey or process for them, looking at things differently. So thanks so much for spending that time with me today. Um, if somebody were to want to reach out to you, how would they reach you? Sure. Uh, so my law firm website is trinityfamilylaw.com. And we really, we have a lot of mediators here and we have collaborative lawyers here. Um, We support people. We even have uh, an engagement that's called get your ducks in a row, meaning you don't know if you want a divorce or not, but we'll help you kind of put everything together and get a handle on what would that look like. Yeah. Um, And so even though we're located in Illinois, we can mediate via Zoom anywhere in the country, in the world, really. Um, And then. I also have a, a an online course called Seven Ways to Save Your Marriage. Okay. And that you can find at uh, tvkulat.teachable.com. Fascinating. That's wonderful. Well, do you have any final thoughts for our audience today? Um, I would say, assuming that someone listening to this is considering divorce. Yep. Or they're in the middle of it. Um, really, I would say most important is to really take care of yourself, right? That self-care is so important. You know, you have to put your own oxygen mask on before you can help anybody else. 
So take the time to really be quiet, to get your exercise in, be with friends, get your nails done. Try to just breathe when you're in a stressful situation and learn the coping mechanisms because if in fact you end up down the road, you're going to need those coping skills and you're going to need to take care of yourself. Thank you so much. Such valuable insight. Thanks, Teresa. Thanks for being with me today. Great hanging out with you, Tammy. Okay. Take care. You too. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.